Hello everybody and welcome to the Leaders in Supply Chain podcast, Latin, USA and worldwide. I am your host, Javier Basañez, Managing Director for Latin America and U.S. in Alcott Global. And for me, it's a great pleasure today to introduce you, George Curian. Welcome, George, to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Xavier. Oh, it's a great, it's a great pleasure to have you, George. Thank you. For the people that don't know George, George is the Vice President of Supply Chain and Logistics for Michelin North America. Currently, he's handling this position for more than two years. Previously to this role, George has been the VP Supply Chain Logistics and Customer Service for Africa, India, and Middle East region for more than four years located in Dubai. Before that role, also, George has been performing as a manager in European Supply Chain Operations for passenger car for more than over four years and coming also from the role of a strategic system manager to, let's say, keep rolling supply chain. Before Michelin professional experience, he has been working for SAP as manager project management, also for ArcelorMittal as manager program manager, and also as a consultant in Louisville. Well, welcome again, George. To the podcast. Thank you, Xavier. Thank you for that introduction. Really appreciate it. Oh, perfect. Well, George, George we need to start a, how, how you start your, your initial career in Louis Vuitton famous brand. So a lot of people are interested sometimes to, to know about a, a famous brand. And after also you work for ArcelorMittal and SAP. How, how was that experience that your beginning of your professional career? Right. So, so my career was a was was a bunch of of moves that now fit together. But when in doing it, it's always it's a little easier in in retrospect. But then, if I were to start with Arcelor and then ArcelorMittal, because I joined Arcelor, which was at that time the largest steelmaker in Europe. My first job was more around ensuring that we optimize the upstream supply chain, because the mm -hmm. upstream supply chain is potentially one of the most critical in the steel industry. And that was where, you know, I really got thinking about supply chain and the opportunity to impact business in a very, very positive way. That's right. As Arcelor and, and Metal Steel together became Arcelor Metal, I actually had the opportunity to do that at a much larger scale at Arcelor Metal given the worldwide operations. So that those were my first forays into supply chain, capacity to clearly look at and engage with suppliers, engage in terms of how we internally we're operating with certain ways to, to impact the business, both from a working capital perspective, but also from an agility perspective with yeah. our factories worldwide. Definitely. And then went back to school and, and did my MBA. And that's oh, where we got on this business acumen part of, of, of how I lead teams now. And the MBA means in the sense to say, hey, how can supply chain impact the business? And the story wow. of my career from then on is pretty much that I worked after my MBA for a year on corporate strategy with SAP, and that really gave me an opportunity to work with the C-suite and understand, you know, the decisions that we need to make on a business perspective. Oh, very, very interesting, very interesting initial career because, I mean, you started from upstream of a supply chain. You're just having, you're looking for the opportunities to optimize that. You lack that opportunity in supply chain, maybe MBA, and also 
moving to SAP that is talking about processes and talking about systems. So it looks like it gives you the right basement to, to start and pushing your career in supply chain. That's right. That's correct. That's correct. And then I had a brief stint at Louis Vuitton when I was doing my MBA uh-huh. uh, because it was a great opportunity to see industry work, but also yeah. a great opportunity to see how supply chain can impact the launch of you know the bags that we see worldwide because it's it's a very tight knit supply chain. So that was a great experience, but it confirmed in some way the fact that supply chain can positively impact the business, and that's pretty much driven my approach as I've had the opportunity to lead larger and larger supply chains across Michelin over the past now 12 years. Yeah. How did you arrive to that opportunity in Michelin? Tell us about So Michelin happened by accident, but sometimes mm-hmm. really good accident. So I happened to be contacted by Michelin for an opportunity at our worldwide headquarters in France. At that uh-huh. time, working in Paris with, with SAP. And they just told me, hey, come and, come and meet us, right? Mm-hmm. So I went down there and, and spoke to the people at Michelin. And, and what I really loved over those two days that I was at the headquarters was you could have a career at Michelin with really challenging opportunities. So the people I met were across marketing, were across sales, were across, across supply chain and industry. So first of all, as an organization, they clearly showed they were willing to effort. It didn't seem like an interview. It seemed like a discussion. And the people that I had an opportunity to engage with, spoke about their personal journeys at Michelin, and I connected to that. That's how Michelin happened. It it wasn't a job interview. It was a discussion, and I just saw myself in the culture of this organization that's willing and capable of developing people, Mm -hmm. investing in people, and has core values that are pretty much universal across the globe. And as I've moved across continents with Michelin, Having had the opportunity to lead teams, I've yeah. clearly seen that across the globe. That yeah. brought me to Michelin, and that's what keeps me at Michelin. And that's what I try to ensure that each one of my managers and leaders in our teams clearly live and see every day and embody every day as we move forward. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. Just having a, 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 the opportunity to work in a in a great company that have established very good values that also have clear structure on investing on the people and giving the the freedom to organize through, yes, uh, KPIs or OGSNs and all the stuff, but uh, with a clear strategy where you can push and um, provide and give uh, added value and also starting in, in the strategic sourcing of manager that is critical for sure for the supply chain is specifically in, in Michelin, that's right? That's right. So, so that role, that first role, you know, as the strategic sourcing manager, really helped me understand the end to end of how Michelin operates. Because mm-hmm. I had the opportunity through that role to work from R and D with our business and uh, with some of our key customer considerations in mind. So that gave me a, a great understanding of how we operate, of where our strengths are and where our opportunities are to continue to serve our customers better. So there couldn't be a better role that I could have started on at Michelin. But that also goes to show how this organization helps put people in roles that can help them build on their strengths and continue yeah. to grow. No, and you're right. You're right. You, you, you specific pointing out just contacting R&D, contacting the need of the business, what they need. 
So this is what the strategic sourcing manager needs to do. I mean, just to be clear on R&D product, what are the, the key part of my product? So what they need specifically that I can provide as a sourcing manager and also pointing out which is the, the objective of the business. So that gives you clarity on what we, we, you will be targeting to, to catch and to develop the opportunities on service level agreement, product service agreement, and a new product, a new specific raw material that will be improving the business. That's right. That's correct. Because we are an organization and we have two big businesses between B2B and B2C. They mm-hmm. move at different speeds with different products coming in at the market at very different speeds in terms of, of phase-in. So yeah. we want to ensure that we across the board in terms of the technology and experience we bring to our customers. Mm-hmm. And my job to ensure that the supply chain is able to ensure that we bring that experience to our customers, bringing in all the work that's done in from R&D through industry together with marketing and sales. So, so yeah, it's it's... It was a critical role for that reason because it gave me insight into how we work. Yeah. Also helped me think through as I've taken future roles in terms yeah. of how we can continue to improve that customer experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That the moving to for you for a, a VP logistic and a, and, and a, well, you first sorry for the European supply chain operation manager in the passenger car for sure give you the right expertise to know more about the second part of your process, what I think in this moment, giving you the opportunity to jump to as I said, the supply chain and logistic, heading the strategy and heading the the target for the operation when you were in, in Dubai for all that region, no? That's right. So, you know, before I moved to Dubai, I had the opportunity to manage the, the operations of one of our this business from a supply chain perspective in Europe. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. pretty much gave me the opportunity to put strategy into action. Yeah. But also, again, working with some of our biggest customers and also ensuring we are able to balance between how we serve some of our biggest OE customers, mm-hmm. the replacement market, but also customers that we export to out of Europe. And mm-hmm. ensuring that it, it was in some way an opportunity to execute strategy and learn from that and close the loop between, you know, an idea and then mm-hmm. having that implemented on the ground. So that was a great role and, and great support being being in the headquarters with, with all of the teams to be able to do that role. Mm-hmm. I did that for approximately three years before I moved to our operations in Africa, India, and the Middle East, which are headquartered out of Dubai, yeah. uh, where, again, there were... Multiple challenges, but also multiple opportunities. Yeah, I can imagine that. For definitely, just you, you are starting to show and to lead a region with all your learning in supply chain, and you setting the strategy or downloading the strategy from the headquarters to all this region with different type of people, different form and different characteristics. But at the end, it's the same company, so, and it's a big challenge for sure. To, to lead a, a quite big region for you. That's right. But but you must know that Michelin is a mm-hmm. global company. So we are global, but we are also local to the markets in which we operate and uh, even bring out products that are specific for certain market conditions, uh, continuously, again, focused on our customers. So Africa is a big commercial Great. region for us, a very varied region 
given that the the requirements in the Middle East are extremely difficult, different from yeah. the requirements in Africa or in India. But that's Definitely. also off the job because there was never one day where it was quiet. But it also helped me understand how do we lead teams across different cultures. Yes. How we ensure we engage customers with very different needs. And how do we ensure that we continue to make mission relevant across the spectrum of needs for our customers. And that's what I I loved about that job the most because the people we work, leaders within our teams, were the ones who took a global approach and made it local and specific enough for our customers to feel that Michelin was a local company in Algeria, in Tunisia, Mm -hmm. in South Africa, in the UAE, in India. So, so, so that was that's the beauty of Michelin. It's the people who make it happen. No, oh, that that's great, yeah? and and this is very very challenging. Uh, ah, for sure, because I, I, I'm telling you also for my experience also in the Middle East that sometimes having difficult barriers to face because sometimes when you are in local small business, they 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 say, I mean. Okay, we are doing in this way, so why I need to change or why I need to adopt to, to other different uh, strategies or point of view, no? Uh, for sure, maybe you, you face that kind of thing. So how with your expertise and your skill, how, how you can handle that just for, for the audience, just to learn from you, how you deal with, with that kind of thing? Right. That's a great question. And thank you for that, Xavier. There's no silver bullet, but something that's clearly worked is to listen very carefully. When you listen to your customers and when you understand how you can help them, the pain points that they have, there's a chance that you can't go wrong. And that's what we've tried to do after Africa, India, and the Middle East, is listening to the different segments of customers based on their geographical reach, but also their pain points, and trying to address that in a way that would help them continue to grow their business. Because in doing so, then you're able to find a solution that's sustainable. You're able to find a solution that is clearly linked to the market conditions. And in most cases, we were able to find solutions that were better than the competition. That's right. They just listen to the customer and understanding and translating that to the right actions and activities to improve their businesses. This is what they definitely the customers will be thanking the company and being grateful for helping. And the consequence, they, they will continue looking you in the business no? for their help. That's correct. Because, you know, like in business in supply chain, the most important currency with a customer is trust. And to be able to keep that and maintain that, we need to ensure that we listen to them and be transparent to them. When we do that as a company and as an organization, we've clearly seen that we've always succeeded. So, And that's part of Michelin's values. That's part of how we operate as a company. And that clearly helps continue grow. Yeah, definitely. And definitely, in a, in a, what I said, in a forced question or something that we need to ask is standing there in, in Dubai, in the Middle East, through year 2020-21, you have to lead with the with the pandemic that we got on, on COVID-19. How did you handle that uh, with the, all the blocks in frontiers, the communications? Uh, how, how did you deal with your team? How did you 
speed rate changes to continue operating and, and taking this risk and transforming as an opportunity to, to continue growing the business. So, in the pandemic, probably more people heard about supply chain than in the past mm-hmm. 10 years. That's right. So, good or bad reasons that yeah. actually made supply chain come to the forefront of what we speak about every day. And on a more serious note, I think it helped us really identify how supply chain can improve the top line and the bottom line of our business. Because from an organization and a team that was more on the sidelines before, became the team that could make our ambitions happen. That was probably one of the biggest changes. It also meant that there was more focus on our people and our teams. What it really helped me and helped us as an organization very quickly pivot leaders mm-hmm. enforce the focus on the well-being of our people and ensure that they are able to take the decisions at the right levels in the organization given how fast things were moving because there was no playbook. Mm-hmm. And all of the work that we had done over the past years in terms of building trust with our customers, ensuring that our teams continue to, to be more agile, really helped us overcome those challenges in a more, I would say, real-time manner than mm-hmm. if we had operated in any other way. So, so there were, of course, a lot of pain and difficulty and challenges as we worked through the pandemic. But clearly, the strengths that we have as a company and as an organization helped us remain agile and help us stay close to our customers. Yeah, that's, that was critical, definitely. And, and this, you, just, you mentioned the, the, the key word, remain agile for, for the customer. This is something that the customer really, really appreciates. And, and this is the critical, and specifically when we are serving the customers, right? After that, uh, that big uh, experience in, in the Middle East, you moved to, to United States as a PO supply chain and logistics for Michelin in North America. Different animal, different business maybe, or what did you face? How, how are you dealing with this big, big challenge? And, and, and for sure, uh, maybe more digitalization in the business than the one that you have in, in the Middle East, no? That's right. So maybe different market, maybe different customers, but the beauty is it's, it's people who share the same yeah. values. So that was clearly the, the easy part in all of these changes. And clearly, supply chain continues to play a big role in our business in North America. We have some of uh, the largest customers in the group here. So the reinforced customer focus is, is very, very, very important. Mm-hmm. And ensuring that we work as one team end-to-end on shared business objectives has clearly helped us have continued success from supply chain and logistics contributing business in North America. That, that, that's great. And how, with that 12 years in, in Michelin, how do you, you see the changes in, in the digitalization for Michelin or for the industry, specifically in the supply chain? Because they currently have a lot of programs, a lot of tools in digitalization, make it easier and making more, but I can say, more at the fingertips, all the information, no, for the decision making. Um, but beside that, you need to have people with the right skills for managing that the digitalization. Tell about how, how did you handle that, or, or how have you faced it just, just for the audience? Right, that, that's a great question and an ongoing uh, opportunity. Clearly, 
digitalization and if we were to talk about data in general mm-hmm. it's probably one of our biggest opportunities we are continuing to work on in supply chain and logistics because the beauty of supply chain and logistics is it's at the core of everything in business so we see financial mm-hmm. data we see marketing data we see sales data we see customer data and we have the greatest opportunity in this organization to tell the right story yeah that's right to ensure that that story speaks to everyone in the business but is also specific enough for us to be able to take decisions and actions mm-hmm. and, and that's that's why i say it's an opportunity because you know, we have continued investments in analytics and data we have continued investments in analytics and artificial intelligence mm-hmm. but we are also investing in better storytelling we are also mm-hmm. investing in ensuring that we are able to talk to the different functions within the organization in a language that they understand yeah we are also also investing in the people and upskilling that will help us get there so for me digitalization is going to be an ongoing journey but it's a journey that is very 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 i would say rewarding uh, because you clearly see and show team and our people where impact the business and our customers in a positive way and it helps us in some way democratize supply chain and i i keep telling you know the leadership team here mm-hmm. we are all supply chain because in exactly. some way of supply chain and the metrics that we have with our customers depends on actions and decisions we take across the business together that's right that's right that is the the most important things because something that you have been to say is that supply chain is almost in every single step of action in, inside the company because it's, it's the matrix of all the different process where supply chain is interconnected no I, when, when i talk about about that i usually make a similar of the old own companies board connectors in the in the 1940s or 50s you you remember no just connecting all the cables here to here here to here and this is some of the of the key elements of the supply chain and promoting that and when you share that information when everybody you understand the final target or what we are doing that uh, and you understand the information in the middle i mean the magic start happening that's right That's right. So the key is ensure that everyone understands what the big story is, what the big picture is, and we take the effort to make sure that we are clear as to they can contribute to ensuring continued and common success for the business. And that's great. That's great. And uh, and uh, have been very interesting and and uh, conversation. George, uh, really, really, I I think that well, I, me, I really enjoy it, and I guess that all the audience will be. Enjoying this this podcast, and I, and I would like just just trying to in the last part of the podcast. I mean, what what kind of recommendation after you living more than eighteen years, almost twenty years in in this supply chain career, arriving to supply chain senior officer? Which are the recommendation that you can give to to the people that want to to make a career in supply chain? Which kind of key points, key learning, what they have? handling soft skill, hard skill, know the business, which is your recommendation on, on that area? Thank you for that question, Xavier. So first of all, for those of you looking to move into or to continue a career in supply chain and logistics, I think it has a very, very, very bright future. So, mm-hmm. so, so keep joining this function because it's probably what kept me here for this long. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was maybe one or two things I'd like to just share, it's continue to want to learn. Continue learning. Mm-hmm. Because it's only when you learn and want to learn and ask yourself those questions that you find opportunities. Secondly, take the time to understand the business. Within supply chain, if you can see the world through other people's and other functions' lenses, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity to make those connections like you talked to Xavier. Used to say choose, being in the shoes of the other people. That's right. But that's if I get that, so you understanding their needs, why they are asking that, why they need that, or so which is you will be able to give a better service, a better connections, and promoting as a role model to all the team doing the same. That's right. That's right. Last but not the least, probably resilience and perseverance. Mm-hmm. Because that's probably a skill that will serve across multiple functions in business. That's clearly a skill that can be built and honed in supply chain uh, and within multiple supply chain functions uh, across teams. Yeah, definitely, that that's 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 key. I think that that are very good point for for the people that are growing in this career of supply chain, yeah, learning uh, about about you and about your comment about your advice for do that. Usually I make a, a final question or the final message that you want to add to, to the people that are listening to you, uh, which kind of recommendation or, or advice, what, what else you can do? Probably just leaving with uh, four or five key messages. The first one being, you know, keep the customer first as you work through the different challenges across operations and that really helps build success and trust. The second one, is clearly supply chain can enhance business performance by being agile. The third one is continue to invest in competencies of the future like digitalization because they help the business, but they also help the teams and people within the teams. Fourth one is don't define boundaries because supply chain can ensure an end-to-end business impact and ensure that we are the connectors to ensure that successful business impact. And last, but but certainly not the least, and I most important, is people. In supply chain, people make it possible, and people will continue to make it possible. So invest in your people, invest in our people, invest in the function, because that could be the difference between the high-performing companies of tomorrow and companies form as well as business and and the environment continues to be more challenging and more, I would say, uh, need for being agile as we move forward the years to come. Oh, perfect. That's a fight advice I have been very good and very well targeted to to the people. The people will be giving thank you for for that advice for you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, George, for your time. I hope that also you enjoy the, the conversation as me. I did. Appreciate your time, Zabi. Thanks a lot. Perfect, perfect, George. And thanks for listening to our podcast. For all the audience, if you like what you heard, you must go to www.arcoslova.com and click on the button of the podcast to see all the programs and notes. You can also subscribe to the mailing list to receive all the updates and news. You can share with your friends and also follow us on LinkedIn. And if you are looking to hire 
senior supply chain leader executive in this business in Japan, in US, in Spain, worldwide, just please let us know and we can help you. Have a wonderful day.